the um, bronze set of phones. Camera speed. Sound production, take one. Hi there, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Unbound Cinefem podcast, the podcast for bibliophiles and cinephiles alike. I am Avery, your wonderful book-loving and movie-loving host, and this week I come to you with a very, very special guest, very, very dear friend of mine. Kiara, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself to the people? Oh my god, hi everyone. (laughs) I'm honored to be on here. Thank you, Avery, for having me. I'm Kiara, and honestly, I'm just here for the ride. Honored to be here. Anything I could do to help. Yes, ma'am. And the reason why I asked her to come on this podcast with me today is because we're taking it back, way back, back in the time. We're talking about nostalgic Halloween movies. Now, this isn't necessarily horror movies, no. It's movies that played a significant role in our lives during the All Hallows' Eve season. So before we get into the nitty gritty, the most important part of this episode, let's first talk about who Kiara is. What are you reading and what are you watching currently? This was honestly such a hard question, but because I was very into reading, um, I got an out of it, but I definitely want to get back into it again. I actually have my friend's Nook app downloaded. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I started reading was Verity. (gasps) By Colleen Hoover. Oh my gosh. Girl, yes. <laughs> yes. Is it good? Is it good? That's a that's a perfect book. If you're like in a reading slump or if you're trying to get back into reading, Verity is one of the now I'm not a Colleen Hoover stand by any means, but that is a good book to get you out of your slump, get you out of your little reading reading break. So I think you made a good choice. Real perfect. She yeah, she told me a little bit about it. Just um, so far, I'm still in the beginning. I think I didn't even get past chapter two yet. But honestly, the intro, um, the setting, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for anyone if you guys haven't read it. So I'll just keep quiet. But mm-hmm. I am excited to finish it. And I'm actually watching The Vampire Diaries right now. That's going to sound corny. But... Oh, and I haven't finished it. Like, I used to watch it, but I never finished it, so I figured yeah, why not. No, Vampire Diaries is great. It's definitely one of those shows that you just kind of go back to every now and then. That's what I'm doing right now with Shameless. I started re-watching Shameless. I actually haven't... I, I watched it all the way through, and, like, I would wait for the new seasons to come on, but now that they're completely done filming and releasing episodes now I'm going all the way back through and re-watching it and uh, I still love that show to this day I absolutely love Shameless I didn't finish it you're way ahead of me but um I still want to try to finish it I just I have to take breaks sometimes because I feel like it's so real it's, it's a little too real yes oh my gosh they did an amazing job with that show I was just thinking about it today like the way that they slowly transition each character as time moves on. Like, yeah. you see Debbie literally, Debbie and Carl particularly, you see them actually grow because they grew with the show. And it's so crazy. I love it. I feel like it definitely brings into the thought of how generational trauma comes to be, especially mm-hmm. with Lip. I think Lip is a perfect example of it. 
Oh my gosh, yes. All right, before we before we start fangirling over Lip, because I could go all day about that man. Yeah, um, so, so yeah, I'm watching Shameless right now, and I'm currently reading Sharp Objects by Gillian Flynn. My next book is definitely going to be a horror book of some sort, I'm pretty sure. It's probably going to be Five Total Strangers. That's been on my bookshelf Ooh. for a while. So maybe, maybe not, but it's definitely going to be a horror book because we're literally in the month of October. So I would be, I would be wrong to not do it. Exactly. It's spooky season. Exactly. Although for me, spooky season is all year round. (laughs) Speaking of spooky season and horror books, horror movies, what genre could you not live without? And this could be book, movie, or both. I actually had a hard time because I have a hard time with anything. I'm indecisive, if you can't tell. <laughs> but I would have to say dramas. I, I live for the thrill, the push and pull, the back and forth. Um, I also really like two good movies, I think, are pretty good examples of it. I don't know if you've seen it, but recently I watched Waves, the one with Alexa Demi in yeah. it. That one's really good. I really enjoyed it. And um, Black Swan is another good movie. Like, I feel like those genres, I I just cling to a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the drama genre can range because there's various subgenres of drama. So you can have romantic drama. You can have comedy drama. You can have horror drama, like all these, you know, all those different subgenres. So it's very, very wide. And it shows your versatility of taste, might I say. Well, thank you. I'm into the suspenseful dramas. <laughs> I live for it all, though. And I can see that because you're reading Verity. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, you're going to get a lot of the suspenseful drama. You're going to be shaking in your boots. Girl, I'm excited. I need something like that. <laughs> all right. And then my last question for you to introduce you to the listeners is what's your favorite fall tradition from your childhood? This is the perfect question for what we're talking about today. Uh, this one was hard too, but I picked this one because I did it so often. Mm-hmm. Um, trick-or-treating oh. is one of my top tiers. Like, no matter what happened, I always got to do it, especially because I'm born on Halloween. Surprise, surprise. Oh my gosh. so not only is it like my biggest flex but it was the only day my parent like my mom really cared so she would let me do whatever I want and I usually got to stay out a little later since it was my birthday um I would usually go with my brother because we lived in New York so around the building we would go into everyone's like different hallways and trick-or-treat that way and then sometimes we would go around the block it was so fun uh, like even when the streetlights came on we were always safe though always safe but my top two wow that's what i've been thinking about most recently is like halloween when you're living in an apartment building particularly in new york and just like doing it hall like through the hallways door to door instead of walking through neighborhoods and i will say though i will most likely be living in an apartment of some sort at some point, I want to 
live in a subdivision or large neighborhood of some kind because Mm -hmm. I love the ability to decorate the outside for Halloween. I think that I definitely wouldn't say that's my favorite fall tradition because I never decorated outdoors for Halloween. That just wasn't a thing. Like my family likes Halloween, but they're not as big into it as I am. But for me, like I want to put on a performance. I want to give the people something to watch as they're driving by. That's so. I really loved like obviously when I was younger and when I moved here, it was such a little bit of a culture shock for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. But I'd appreciate it when they would decorate their doors in the hallways. Oh, like the effort these people would put in to wrapping it with spider webs or um having like a skeleton out or like it looks like someone's crawling from under the door I appreciate that but I really really loved it when I did move to Florida and you would just see everyone's big like life-size Halloween (laughs) decorations that was really nice I that's what I used to do for like whenever I lived in a dorm on campus I would always decorate my door for Halloween, for Christmas. There was one point where I was decorating my door for every holiday within the school year, which was a little excessive. So then I dialed it back, and I only saved it for the important holidays, Christmas. And no, you are probably the best person there, Avery. No, I most definitely was. Nobody else – people would do it for Christmas, but not a lot of people would do it for Halloween. But I had, like – like I had um the hanging scarecrows out there. I had the spider webs, the chains. Like, mm-hmm. oh, so this is the spirit. Exactly. I would definitely have to say though. I think all of my most memorable fall traditions from my childhood stem from public school. If there's one thing public school did right, it's celebrating a holiday. I near exactly like I think there were so many things that we did in public school for Halloween specifically and Christmas but having a fall festival every year and going to school at like six o'clock in the afternoon with your parents and being able to do all those various things was so fun and you could dress up in your costumes and see all your friends and, and there's something so special about seeing your friends outside of their school uniforms or their, like, day-to-day school outfits and seeing them with their families and stuff. And so that would definitely be probably my favorite fall tradition. That's beautiful. Like, it really makes me think back to when it gives the same energy as when you would go to the Scholastic Book Fair. Like, I love because of that it was just right around the corner right before halloween like everyone got together and it just felt so cozy so i really i love that memory yeah and when i was thinking about a lot of these movies it was just kind of going back to all of those different memories i had when i was in school but the crazy thing is that my favorite fall memories when i was a child actually took place when I was in daycare (laughs) and it's so weird because I like why do I remember this I don't know but particularly one of these movies stems from memories that I have from daycare and the fall festival there was like top notch I still have memories of it and they really outdid themselves with that one. Considering they made an impact on you uh, during daycare, I don't doubt that for one bit. 
because right with my with my pea sized brain at that time. Okay, it goes as far back as kindergarten. That's it. That's all you got. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect transition to begin talking about our nostalgic Halloween movies. And so these movies can be any genre. They don't have to be horror. They can be comedy. They can be family friendly. Um, But we did just pick three to save time because we want to talk about why they're so memorable to us, why they're our favorite. We will let the guests start and tell us what your favorite nostalgic Halloween movie is. Your number one. And you had to rank them. So let's keep that in mind. You had to rank them one, two, three. So you're first. Oh my gosh, this was so hard again, y'all. Listen, I'm very indecisive. So when I tell you this was hard for me, but I put this one at my number one because I also want to mention that even though I was born on Halloween and all of that good stuff, and I did get to celebrate a lot, my family was very religious growing up. Mm. So most of the stuff I had to watch was either at my friends or like on access on my own I had to like sneak and watch this but this is my number one and it's twitches I love twitches you couldn't tell me anything because the idea of like twin witches born on Halloween they get separated from birth and they find each other again like I loved it I wasn't allowed to watch this movie for a very long time and the first time oh, I watched it, yeah, I was at, I was getting babysat um, by one of the neighbors in the building and she had put it on for her daughter. And I, that was the first time I seen it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I would just love them. And I love Tia and Tamara Mori, like as it is. So when I did watch it, I was obsessed with it for a long time. And I watched it on repeat through the whole month of October as much as I could. Yeah, and I think Tia and Tamara Maori really made such an impact on Black children, but particularly Black girls, when they were on Disney Channel. Like, to have a movie about witches, and it, the two main girls of that movie were Black women. Like, for yes. us to see that, because you have Halloween Town, you have Hocus Pocus, you have all of these infamous Halloween movies, and everyone, like, there's just kind of like a like a large fan base surrounded by it. And so when Twitches came out, it was like, this is this is for us. Exactly. I think they did a beautiful job with just focusing on their personalities as well. Like, I just want to say the fashion sense and the two different parallels of the girls too. Mm-hmm. Like one growing up really, really rich and the other one not so fortunate. But uh, Twitches 1 and Twitches 2 remain in my heart. So Twitches has to be my all-time favorite. Like, I love that movie. That's understandable. That's valid. I am definitely going a little bit younger and less mature than that for my number one. This is going back to the daycare fall festival memory that I was just talking about. And my number one nostalgic Halloween movie is Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost. Now listen. <laughs> but that's valid. But it's valid. Those hex girls, they slayed. Every time. I wanted to be them. You're absolutely right. Yes. I wanted to be them so bad. Me and then there were these two other girls. And we would watch that movie on repeat 
every October. I mean, I say every October, but I was probably only there for like two years. Anyways, <laughs> all, like every every day of October that I can remember, we would request to watch that movie. We would watch it, and every time the Hex Girls would come on and they would sing that little song, do that little dance, me and the two other girls would do it, like, word for word, and we'd always fight over who was going to be who, and, like, we just all wanted to be the shining star of the moment. So, and even, like, now, looking back at it, the Hex Girls are just so iconic, and... Not only, but homegirl on the piano, black girl. Talented. Talented queen. Yes. And so because, you know, kind of going back to what we were talking about with Twitches, because that sort of representation wasn't as prevalent then as it is now, to have a black character, even if they're, they're not in the limelight the entire time, was meaningful and so for me to watch the hex girls and be like "Ooh, look at look at the girl on the guitar yeah go off or not guitar but the like, keyboard that's me. Mm-hmm. so that's why i ranked it number one and i love scooby-doo scooby-doo was uh, there's a picture of me listen <laughs> there's a picture of me studio portrait and there is a Scooby, like it's a Scooby Doo blanket as the backdrop. Stop. And then I have my my Scooby Doo, this Scooby Doo doll that I had is like a stuffed animal, but like it was larger than me at the time because I was a toddler. It's larger than me, and I'm holding on to him for dear life. I loved Scooby Doo so much when I was little, and so when I tell you, it was hard picking this specific Scooby Doo movie because I wanted to pick another one. Girl, it's okay. I used to sleep in my brother's bread, and he had the Scooby-Doo spreadsheets, pillowcases, full set, full wash and set. So, and that's what when I you mentioned literally, when you as soon as you mentioned Scooby-Doo, I was like, oh, I know exactly what movie you're talking about. <laughs> now, of course, we'll get to the honorable mentions because that's not the end of Scooby-Doo for me. But oh, very true. Before we do get to all of that, we still have two more movies to go. So, Kiara, let us know, what did you rank number two? Number two, this is a little bit on the suspenseful side, um, again, because I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of things. And did it come out in July? Yes, but I played this every October. It's (laughs) Orphan. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Okay, so most of the time, I'd be watching this, like, I don't know why my pea-sized brain at the time like I was 10 and so I the idea of like this little girl pretending to be a little girl who looked like a little girl who really wanted her adoptive daddy the whole plot line like threw me off but I was very compelled into it I just thought Mm -hmm. oh specifically the scene where she you see the black light and they turn off the lights in her room and it's just a bunch of like stuff written on the wall. Like that was ingrained into my brain for a very long time. And I used to watch it late at night just so I could get scared. I remember watching Orphan and this is a good thing about channel surfing and maybe, well, it wasn't the best thing for me, a child, because I stumbled on a lot of bad things, but that's how I stumbled on Jennifer's body, and that's how I stumbled on Orphan. 
And so I remember stumbling on that movie multiple times. And so like one time I would catch the beginning of it. And then the other time I would catch the middle of it. Like I never watched it in full. But that, yeah, that movie had a very significant um, imprint on me. And the what I remember the most was, of course, the ending. But when she snuck into that little boy's room with those like pliers or whatever, and she threatened, she threatened. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, what is she pushed the um sister off of the park? Yes. And, oh, I was like, this is absolutely insane. She's a murderer. And ten year old me was like, no one's gonna get her. No, right. no one's gonna get her. I was actually really excited when um, Orphan Two came out, but that the original girl from the first one was going to play the same character in this one and I think they did a really good job at still trying to like portray her as younger I think so too I haven't watched the new one yet but from like the clips I've seen in the trailers I think they did a pretty good job you need to get on it because it's good maybe we can add that to our to our Halloween watch party list that we that we're planning we can make spooky drinks and and we will <laughs> for for my nostalgic Halloween movie number two, I chose Halloween, but particularly Halloween four, The Curse of Michael Myers. I oh my gosh. I this was to my knowledge, this was the first Michael Myers Michael Myers. This is the first Halloween that I saw. And so for my pea brain, mm-hmm. I thought this was the first halloween like i thought this is where it began (laughs) and it it makes sense to some degree but as i got older i watched the actual original and you know all the way down the line and realized that i was completely wrong but for a really long time this was my favorite halloween installment because i just thought it was the only one and i was like oh i love this it has paul rudd in it young baby face paul rudd and just the 90s and there's a lot there's a lot about that movie that genuinely creeped me out and I didn't really get creeped out about any other Halloween movie besides the Rob Zombie 2007 one the 2007 Rob Zombie movie was a little creepy to me but I was also seven at the time yeah especially between Halloween 4 in the dark I would have been scared. Yeah, there's just a lot that creeps me out about that. I did watch it when I was like five. So that's another reason. But me and my aunt specifically would watch Halloween together. And that's something that we continue to bond on even to this day. So I just hold the franchise in general, but that movie in particular close to my heart. I love it, girl. I need to watch more Michael Myers movies. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. do especially because the new one's coming out this month october 16th come on now yes and you guys did a review on the last one didn't you no but i'm coming out with a very very special halloween episode at the end of this month so you can look out for that i'll tune in and then for our third favorite nostalgic halloween movie what did you rank so if anyone fights me on this we could tussle because even the director said it himself it's a halloween movie so i put it it's the nightmare before christmas 
I don't know why anybody would fight you because I feel like I've had arguments. Really? Yes. They would be like, it's a Christmas movie because it's about Christmas. I said, no, it's not. It was, it came out in November or I'm sorry. It came out in October, October 13th to be exact. Mm. And it's literally in the name. Anyway, I remember specifically because this was such impactful in middle school, at least for me, like, that's when I started watching it, and one of my friends, her name is Sabrina, she was obsessed with Jack. <laughs> when I tell you obsessed, like, she would send me the fan art, the creepypastas. <gasps> creepypasta. Go back to creepypasta. I know. <laughs> she would send me anything Jack-related. So eventually, I will never forget, like, in class, they had a debate on if he was hot or not. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, can I just watch this movie already? I love everything about the animation. Um, I am a Tim Burton fan. I mean, he's, I wish he would. I mean, I'm not going to elaborate on anything else. But if you know, you know. <laughs> but other than that, I really do find this movie, it has a special place in my heart. Because at the time I watched it, I was kind of scared mm-hmm. of the mayor. And one specifically, when he like turned his head full 360 and it showed a different face very much <laughs> creeped me out oogie boogie favorite favorite character love him even though i was a little scared of him too but i did love him <laughs> and i would watch it on repeat every halloween it without fail like i still do i still go and watch it i just feel days. like it's a movie that can be both why does it have to be one or the other because I feel like that's what it's made for. It's something you can watch both Halloween and Christmas. And that's really smart on their part because they're making that money two times in a year. October through December, that movie was playing. Yeah. Exactly. So I think you're 100% valid. You're 100% right. And if anybody tries to tell you differently, they can come to me about it. I'm sending them to you immediately. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately... I was more of a Corpse Bride Tim Burton fan than a Nightmare Before Christmas Tim Burton fan. But that's still I a good movie. I love Corpse Bride. But with Nightmare Before Christmas, oh like, I'll watch it, but I just, I never clung to it the way that other people have. And it's definitely one of those things that, like, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. And I 100% understand that. Because I have movies just like that where it's like, y'all don't have to like it, but I like it. And that's all that matters. Me singing the song <laughs> with my full chest. And I'm like, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I know I'm annoying. It's, it's yours. It's yours to cherish. For my third favorite nostalgic Halloween movie that I ranked, I have asked everybody in the last week if they remember this special. It came on Cartoon Network every October and I've asked every single person that I know if they remember it and they say no my own mother says I don't remember you ever watching that oh my god it'd be the mothers I'm sorry my mom has a bad memory like did did you just not pay attention to me hello yeah she doesn't remember the own party she threw for me on my seventh birthday (gasps) I'll never forget it because they literally played Chris Brown wall to wall and all I was shaking my ass, even though as a, as a seven year old, 
<laughs> yes, I was like, I loved that song. And that was a time when I loved Chris Brown. But regardless of the fact, she doesn't remember that. And I was like, maybe that's why she doesn't remember it. She tried to block that memory out. <laughs> it probably was traumatizing for her. If you know what I'm about to say, then please let me know because I feel very, very, um, I feel like I'm in solitude. So the Halloween movie that I ranked third is a special called Scary Godmother. <gasps> please, that one? Yeah. Is it with the freaking? Oh my gosh, she looked so scary. I know exactly. You thought she looked scary? I loved her. Oh my gosh, my brother used to put it on. No, I. The animation style, I will say, is a little creepy because their eyes, just like like the humans' eyes, just resting, were all just like black dots. And then whenever they would get scared, then you would see like their actual eyes. And the only human who had regular sized eyes was the main girl, which I don't even remember what her name is right now, but it was the main girl who dressed up like a princess who had regular eyes and they were huge. Everybody else just had like these black dots. Like, don't get me wrong. She was nice. Very awesome. I think it was something about her like bright reddish orange hair and her skinniness and her smile. But I don't know why people don't remember because there's that, I don't know if you've seen the meme, but the boy who's wearing the devil's mm-hmm. costume, the blonde kid, him, people use that meme a lot. Wow. Well, okay, but I can say I'm a meme user. I don't know the origin of those memes. So, so I don't, I can't blame them. That's but fair. I, along with Goosebumps, I would turn on Cartoon Network every October, every day in October, and Scary Godmother would come on, and then Goosebumps would come on, and I would be sitting in front of that TV until it was time for me to go to bed, and I just loved the whole back-to-back thing, and I I just felt like it was such a fun movie, like their little party that they had going on, and I loved everything about it, and it's on both because there's two, like, parts to it. There's the first part, and then there's Scary Godmother 2, Revenge of Jimmy. And they're both on YouTube. And you can watch them. But they're both like 50 yeah. minutes. Not even a full movie. Which is crazy to me. Because I definitely thought they were longer. I know. When you're younger, time feels like... Like, I swear you were watching it like all day. But realistically, it was 48 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right. 48 minutes now is like an HBO Max episode. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> No, okay, but Stranger Things, all of those episodes, like, long. normal episode, 48 minutes. But this past season, longest episode. It was like an hour. Yes, but the thing is, is that because I was watching the episodes back to back, I'd watch, like, one that was an hour long, and then I'd watch another one, which was, like, 48 minutes long. And I remember stopping the 48 minute long one and I'd be like oh my gosh how much longer is in this episode and it's like normally I can sit through a 48 minute episode and be fine but because Stranger Things was just so long it felt like forever no I get that not like a really horror one but it's kind of scary the show The Secret Life of an American Teenager (laughs) Um, that show is only like 44 minutes 48 minutes max but when I tell you it feels like it's forever 
it feels like it's forever. Yeah. I kid you. What did you have any honorable mentions that you would like to include that you might not have necessarily had a specific memory tied to it, but every Halloween you just know, like, this is something this is something I have to watch for old times. That's exactly how I feel about Halloween Town. Halloween Town was one of the movies that would just always play on Disney, especially around on um, Monstober. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I'd have to tune in. And I didn't like cling to it or obsess over it, but it is a memory I do have because I'd watch it with my brother a lot often. Like just with him though, in secret, of course. It was it was really cool. I like the flying bus scene. Oh my gosh, yes. I um Halloween too, I think, whenever she gets her broom for the first time and then she meets that one yeah. kid who like resembles like an ogre or something. That's my favorite Halloween town. You're absolutely right. And then they changed the actress. Oh, let's not okay, let's not talk about it because <laughs> I love Sarah Paxton with all my heart. But they really did change. They changed it all. And I just, why? I stopped watching. I'm sorry. <laughs> Even when I was younger, I, I just stopped watching after that. Which, I was like, well. I wonder a lot of shows did that um, when they were still like airing on TV. And I feel like you don't see so much of like actor replacement now when it comes to streaming services, which I don't. I don't really know why. Maybe it's because they don't have as many seasons as, like, live television shows used to. Because Shameless. Shameless has gone through, like, three or four recasts since the first. Yeah, when they changed Mandy. Mm-hmm. That was the iconic one. Yeah, they changed Mandy. They changed Karen. They changed... Holly, who was originally Dove Cameron, but then Dove Cameron got on Liv and Maddie. <laughs> and so yeah, she couldn't... Yeah, she couldn't get on it anymore. And so they changed who she was. And it's like, do you think we're not going to... Well, of course we're going to notice now because we can watch it back to back to back. But still, I know what you're doing. You're not slick. Not going to keep getting away with this. And I, you can't get away with this! <laughs> They kept doing it. They did it with the Fosters. Like, that was such a drastic Oh, my. No, that was drastic. And we're just going to move on from it. I stopped watching. I can't deal with change. And Noah Centineo is, like, the new Jacob Sartorius. You know how. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You know how Jacob Sartorius, when he first came out, he was, like, cursed. He was, like, a cursed video, cursed image type of thing. That's what his needs were everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I rebuked it. Well, now that's Noah Centineo. I rebuke him immediately. I just I can't get over it. You know what? His first movie, To All the Boys I Loved Before, will have a special place in my heart only because I read it. But I couldn't. I just can't. No, he, I loved him on Austin and Allie. He was right. great. Dallas has my heart. Don't know where the change happened. But if I wish I had a time machine, <laughs> that's what I got to say. That's honestly the spookiest thing we talked about all <laughs> this whole episode. Oh my gosh. No jump scare, please. My honorable mentions now, Twitch is definitely on my honorable mentions as well as Halloween Town and Hocus Pocus, because those are just like 
I feel like if I were to say those are my most nostalgic, that's everybody's most nostalgic. And I strive to be different. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it though. Hocus Pocus <laughs> definitely top tier. Oh, that's that's definitely a must. But I will say I have two other honorable mentions that actually spooked me. Like they're not they're kid spooky, right? But when I tell you I was I was shivering my timbers watching them. The first one, Monster House. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I was Monster scared. House perfect. That movie like if I ever do have children, I want to show that to my children and watch them shake in their boots the same way I show Midsummer to adults and watch them shake in their boots. I want them to get scared every time they walk past a house. Because, like, the house... Like, when it's the, house, the scene of the house dragging the boy. Like, yeah. that was so scary. No, you know what part was actually so scary was when... That girl's boyfriend was talking about how he lost his red balloon outside of the outside of the house. And then yes. to lure him in, the house like shows him the red balloon and he gets trapped in there. That was scary because that was a real life horror movie moment right there. I was like, oh my god, the house really kidnapped this boy and they're gonna kill him. I thought kids movie. And like for a kids movie, it had a very advanced like subject matter like homeboy was drinking a, a whole budweiser he was he was like him and his little girlfriend who was supposed to be babysitting this kid they were making out on the couch and they were getting drunk like wow now looking back on it whenever i watch these movies it it's a nice feeling i can appreciate it now it's crazy how much we missed when we were younger but i enjoyed i my favorite part of that movie <laughs> is when they go to that guy who works at the pizza place and he's, like, playing the pinball machine. And, like, <laughs> just the way he acts and he goes to, like, run away and then he comes back to grab, like, the a slice of pizza or something and he just, like, like just swallows it. Can't possibly forget my slice. Hold on. No, yeah. He just, like, sniffs it into his system. It is crazy. And that's even a meme now on Twitter. It's like exactly when I eat for Thanksgiving. That's have you seen the the meme on Twitter and it's that lady and she's talking about how you will never catch her eating this low vibrational meal. Stop, I love that meme. It's so funny. Because like me and my low vibrational meal, we're having a good time. They're like, this looks too low vibrational for me. <laughs> it's it's a salad. <laughs> Please. And then my other honorable mention that spooked me to my core is Scooby-Doo Zombie Island. When I tell you, this gave me nightmares. I thought we'd never do it. Yeah. That movie had, like, I, every time that those ladies turned into werewolves and, like, exposed themselves, that part always scared me. Like, I knew it was coming, but it always scared me. Alone until werewolves, I was like... I had to walk away because I told my brother, I was like, I don't think I can watch this. I was a wimp. And then who was the, the guy who, like, drove on the boat? His transition to a werewolf? That was the scariest part, to be honest. Like, seeing him just as this, like, large furry beast, I wanted to throw up. I was like, why is this so vivid? 
I don't understand. They put all their budget into <laughs> animating them to be werewolves. Like, whenever they, I think it was Velma who um, carved into the wall whatever message she found, and then Daphne started floating in the air. Like, everything about that movie was just super, like, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but it just hit differently. It was intense. I believe you. <laughs> I, yeah. It's my favorite Scooby-Doo for sure. Definitely deserves some compensation, but it is a good movie. I feel like we're getting all of these live-action Scooby-Doo's, but where's the live-action Scooby-Doo Zombie Island? Because I think we could do it. We have the technology, better budget, I would like oh, to see God. it. I would like to see the transition. I'd honestly probably be scared as an adult if it was live action. Oh <laughs> my gosh. What if it's like rated R? <laughs> it would have to be. There's no way. Because, okay. And I talk about this in my Hocus Pocus episode, right? Because when people do remakes or live action versions of cartoon movies, whatever, they sometimes like target it for a newer younger audience versus the audience that originally enjoyed it when they were children and so kind of like how iCarly now iCarly is targeted to those people who watched iCarly when they were kids and we need more stuff like that so if Scooby-Doo Zombie Island is remade it needs to be rated R and it needs to be an adult event because I want to shake in my boots the same way I shook in my boots when I was Three years old heavy i feel like a lot of people in the movie business are missing out on making a profit off of our generation because i feel like every, a lot of people are more nostalgic but i feel like collectively we're very open about being nostalgic and wanting that comfort so i feel like whenever they do a remake movie they should definitely cater towards the audience that it had when it originally came out i feel like it's just better i agree and honestly i'll say and this is kind of from personal experience but i do think a lot of people in our generation can attest to this as well but i think that generations before us have just kind of accepted the responsibilities of adulthood way faster than we have like i see every day like on twitter and tiktok like people are saying like we're really the new adults aren't we and it's it's a crazy thought because we are like me watching shameless right when shameless starts fiona's 21 when i was watching it as a child when i was in high school but still when i was watching it when i was like smaller and less mature i thought fiona was like 25 at least and now i'm 21 and i'm like oh my god i feel like a child i feel like i'm age regressing because yeah this can't be what life is. So I think that's why we're more nostalgic is because we're just rejecting adulthood and not necessarily in a bad way, but it's just adulthood is not as enjoyable as we believed it to be. And I think part of that is just the way that our society is built, to be honest. And had we become adults in like early 2000s, Maybe it would be more enjoyable, but because, like, our society is low-key kind of collapsing, yeah. um, it's just less enjoyable. I mean, like, ugh, they had to go through a recession, and the adults before them didn't have therapy. So, you know, I yeah. feel like 
our prices are high for sure. I mean, there's a lot of people still living at home with their parents and for good reason because the price of living is high right now. So yeah. I don't know how we're going to fix this, but at least we're open to getting our mental health checked. And on that note, a movie, an honorable mention I want to say is Silent Hill. And I watched it way too young. Um, but I'll never forget it. <laughs> the the fiery elevator, the demons coming up from it, everything about the her just being alone. I I'll never forget it. I refuse to watch that movie to this day, even though I really want to. But I'm scared. But or not. I was not allowed to watch this movie when my mom and my aunt watched it. We had a double feature night, right? We watched Chucky. And then they watched The Exorcism of Emily Rose, and then they watched Silent Hill. So a triple feature. But after Chucky, after Child's Play, I had to dip because I couldn't watch the other ones. So, and even to this day, because Silent Hill has just not been like a priority for me to watch, even to this day, I still have not watched it. But I do think that I need to watch it because it's about time. So that can be on our list where we hang out. <laughs> It'll be literally going to have a. Oh, this is gonna be long. It's gonna be a day long. It is. It's gonna be Halloween, Silent Hill. We gotta put in a Scooby Doo movie. <laughs> scream. We have to do Scream. <gasps> You're right. It is a classic. Mm-hmm. That's an honorable mention too, and that's one of those things. It's just kind of like they're like trying to figure out my nostalgic horror movie or nostalgic Halloween movies, as well as like the honorable mentions because I watch horror movies so much. It's like what is nostalgic and what's something like Coraline Coraline perfect Halloween movie but I watch Coraline year round yeah same here so it's like, I I mean like that's just kind of like a movie that's that's my favorite movie that's all <laughs> it's an all seasons movie at this point Mm-hmm. exactly but speaking of year round movies and our favorite movies if you could only watch one halloween movie for the rest of your life oh god like forget forget freeform 31 days of halloween forget amc fear fest huluween netflix and whatever theirs is oh my god there's only one available what would you choose oh my god you know how indecisive i am and this was hard i had thought long and hard about it but considering I already do it, it'd have to be the Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> oh, and y'all might hate me for it, but that's my movie. I could sing the whole song, front and back. I just, every time I go into Walgreens and see some Jack and Sally merch, it makes my heart warm. And so I just have to keep it. It's going to be my movie for life. We're for lifers. I understand it. I respect it too. I think for me, the Halloween movie um, that I would choose to watch for the rest of my life, and this isn't even on my nostalgic Halloween movie list, to be honest, but I, I chose to go strategy with it, and I would choose Trick or Treat. I think yes. that movie, because it's an anthology movie, you get multiple mm-hmm. stories in one, 
and it still like takes place during Halloween so you still get that Halloween feeling you get that horror movie feeling and yeah I think it's just the perfect movie to be stuck with if you had to be stuck with just one for the rest of your life memorable house I think I only went to Halloween Horror Nights maybe twice but I did go when they had the trick-or-treat haunted house that was probably like one of my favorites I think that was the one that I went to as well I've only been to Halloween Horror Nights once which was in 2018 but I think they had the trick-or-treat house then if not then I probably watched it on YouTube because I like to watch haunted house videos on YouTube. <laughs> but yeah, no, the haunted house for Trick or Treat was really good. And I had actually never seen it before that. So I watched it for the first time, I'm pretty sure, in 2018. And I loved it. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've never watched this before. And they're actually, I think it's AMC and Regal, but maybe it's just Regal. Um, they're re-releasing certain movies for the month of October, and so they're re-releasing mm-hmm. Trick or Treat, the original Halloween, and Lost Boys, and then like all the other Halloweens as well leading up to October 16th, and so I'm going to see Trick or Treat, and I'm going to go see the Lost Boys too, because one thing I love is vampires in the 80s, and you know what the Lost Boy has? The vampires in the 80s. Amen. And <laughs> why do you think I'm watching yeah. Vampire Diaries? <laughs> yeah, I love me a good vampire movie. Ugh, Twilight. <laughs> but that's another time. Oh my gosh. Please. <laughs> I still I still have yet to do a Twilight episode. And the thing is, is that I feel like everybody knows that it's coming. But it's like, when? When is it coming? And you're never going to know. It's going to pop up on you. I am so intense about twilight i'm not even kidding oh my gosh every time (laughs) every year round i don't care every rain rainy day that's my movie it just has such a chokehold on me because that's when i actually this is crazy (laughs) i watched twilight not in theaters but i remember seeing the previews for it and saying like oh my gosh i want to watch that movie but never being able to because, like, I just, nobody else really wanted to watch it. But I was with my dad. It was, like, one of the the um, weeks that I had spent with my dad, and we rented it on Redbox. And so we watched it. It was him and his girlfriend at the time, and we watched it. I freaking loved it and this was at a time where I fell asleep during movies if I did not like them but I ate every single second up and then I rewatched it and I rewatched it and I rewatched it again all within the same week all within the same week and I like browse because you know DVDs have like the menu the home menu where you can look at the the bonuses and the extras and everything like that I can see yes and so I did I did it all I did a very deep dive into it, and wow. We have beef, but what can I say? She created something so beautiful. I hate to say it. No, she did. She really ate down because I was there. Like, it was so intense for me that, like, I got my family to watch it with me. Like, all of it. Really? Uh, my mom 
my mom knew what time it was every time it would rain i'm like so can we put on twilight and she'd be like yeah and we would watch it in the living room together she even bought the dvd on blu-ray good for her wow thank you you actually care yeah with twilight i though i watched it with my dad for the first time it quickly became something that me and my aunt were obsessed with together same as the halloween franchise so we saw breaking dawn part one and breaking dawn part two together in the theaters and what an experience that was i'm so thankful and grateful that i did get to experience um breaking dawn part one and two in the theaters as well because the collective gasp and shock in everyone's like (laughs) it was the best part of the movie i watched i enjoyed it for the community it's it's definitely one of those movies it's like i feel like i was in a movie most recently that was similar to that can't even think of the name but those are the best movies is when like you can hear the audible gasps and it's just like i'm glad we're here together (laughs) y'all eating popcorn here in this theater and something it's the little things it's the little things in life that matter all right well that's gonna do it for this episode i hope that listeners you all got maybe a little a little extra something for your halloween watch list i hope that we reminded you of those little things in your childhood that really mattered those fall festivals those movie days in class during october whatever it is i hope we gave you a little bit of nostalgia as we traveled back in time and talked about our childhoods before we head out of course we need to talk about social media because uh, I want to know what you all are watching, what you all are reading, what you all think about the show, what you all want to see from the show. And so uh, in the case that you don't already follow me, why? But I'll go ahead. I'll give you those plugs. So you can find me on Instagram at the Unbound Cinefem pod. You can find me on Twitter at the Unbound Cinefem. You can find me on Letterboxd at Avery C-O-F. Now, Kiara, where can we find you at? My Instagram is okiara, it's O-H-K-I-A-R-A-X. And same with my letterbox. It's the same as my Instagram name, okiarax. So different i know (laughs) don't need to tell me no because most times i dispel uniformity but in this case it helps the people to recognize you for me i i definitely feel like i need to make my instagram and my twitter the same name i just have yet to do it eventually i'll get around to it but until now they're going to be different. But <laughs> you can follow both me and Kiara on all of our social medias, including Letterboxd, to stay up to date on what we're watching, what we're reading, and maybe I'll get Kiara to download a good reads as well so we can find out what she really thinks about Verity. I'll have to update you as soon as I finish. Girl, I'm going to be texting you every plot twist I read. Every shock I have, 
I'm that's exactly that's exactly what Noah did. Noah, I I had um, suggested to them to read Verity. I'm pretty sure it was Verity and the Final Girl Support Group. And for both of those, they were messaging me like, "Oh my God, no, no, they did not. No, she didn't. I know she oh. was." Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I'm so excited now. I'm gonna read it as soon as we get off. I'm gonna read it. I'm glad. I'm glad. All right. Well, just like Yara, I hope I inspired you. I hope we both inspired you to read something or to watch something. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I have so much more packed into this month to celebrate spooky season because it is my favorite season. So definitely follow my Instagram so that you can stay up to date on all the special episodes coming your way. Once again, thank you for tuning in. And I'll catch you next episode.